0: Studio one at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: Put my name up in the night. Man, I'm just gonna put my feet up, pop a bottle of champagne, pour myself a drink, and laugh at all y'all when Aaron Rodgers ends up back at the Packers. And I just get to keep screaming, Told you so! Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We are presented by who? Oh, yeah! Pro- progressive Insurance. Oh, I screwed it up. One more time. We're presented by who? Oh, yeah! Progressive Insurance. I don't, does that count as two? I don't know. Uh, so, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, did I mention Progressive Insurance? Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at hdouglas83, at Jason Fitz. <laughs> Having a little bit of fun because Jeff Darlington on Get Up said, uh, said that according to his very well connected source uh, the packers believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up right back where he was and this is all just a bunch of drama over nothing which I've been saying for like a month, and because I feel like I'm right, we're going to bring on a guest that hopefully agrees with me, Harry. That, I, I don't know. We'll see how this one goes. Uh, but one thing I know is that Mark Tauscher is always a, a incredibly fun time to hang out with. Co-host of and Tauscher at ESPN Wisconsin. Uh, Tauscher's on with us now. So you joined the Wolfpack. Uh, feel free to agree with me. Uh, Jeff Darlington said that a source told him Rodgers will return to the Packers. Okay, so give me your thoughts on where the Packers and the Rod- and Rogers are right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Fitz, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm joining the Wolf Pack and I have been kind of on that same line this entire time. So, the the off-season com, off comes, Green Bay misses the playoffs and there's a lot of conjecture out there. And immediately I thought, listen, Aaron in June of last year said he's going to retire as a Packer. Uh, the Packers give him a 150 million dollar contract extension basically saying you're going to retire a Packer. All of that, the season is disappointing for sure. They don't make the playoffs. But all of that kind of changed, I think, when he went on McAfee and started talking about trades. And then as the big media industrial complex kind of does, you start going with it, every little detail. But the bottom line is Green Bay has not once said they don't want Aaron Rodgers back. Nobody has heard that. And as you you mentioned, Jeff Darlington said that. I saw Tom Pellicero also say that basically – If Aaron Rodgers wants to come back and he's fully bought in, which was the big quote that we really looked at today on our show, fully bought in means, is he going to be at the mini camps? Is he going to be at all the OTAs to really try to help develop the team? That's the question. So the news will come whether or not Aaron has decided to play. And then it is not as easy as everybody thinks. You just snap your fingers. You're going to be a June 1 post designation if you trade him. Where is he going to actually want to go? Because Green Bay – you know, conceded all of the power in this relationship to him and as a former player, nobody gets that. He will determine what ends up happening. So if indeed he thinks that Green Bay is the best opportunity to win and he wants to play, I think Green Bay is going to be welcome him back with open arms as long as he's fully bought in.
2: And, and from my side of things, Mark, I, I, I'm asking the question, what other organization? Is gonna is going to allow Aaron Rodgers to do this year after year like the Green Bay Packers. What, what's your what's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I don't think any, and that's the other part of this, because you know, Aaron had been at all the OTAs and mini camps for his entire career, and then COVID hits, and obviously there's no offseason, and then he was unhappy, and Jordan Love is dry. All of that stuff kind of played itself out. But if you think Aaron Rodgers is gonna say, All right, we're gonna go to the Jets, and I'm not coming to anything until training camp you're do you have to you know learn all the new personnel learn a new playbook even though Nathaniel Hackett would be there and i'm sure the jets would acquiesce and say well we want you yeah but if you really want to make you know have, give yourself an opportunity to come in uh, with the on the ground running when you get to training camp you're going to have to go to camp same thing if you go to vegas or any of these other places that the rumor mill has kind of been putting him in and i just don't know if you're not – if you don't want to do the off-season stuff, if you're going to ask for a trade, you're basically – you have to go. You're going to have to go and just to get caught up and get up to speed to give yourself a chance to go. So that's why another reason this comes back to me, because Aaron does control what ends up happening, there's not going to be a better place for him to win and a better place as far as he knows everybody, he understands the system, he knows all the people. It's going to be the easiest transition. So unless he thinks Green Bay's roster is not very good or if he wants a new challenge, the football side of this all points to him coming back to Green Bay.
1: What do fans want at this point, Tosh?
0: Yeah, that has been the most fascinating part watching this go because when Aaron kind of – when Schefter gave that report a couple years ago and voiced his displeasure, everybody was kind of scared and we don't want Aaron to go – uh, this off season has been a complete sea change. We've run probably 10 or 15 different polls to kind of gauge fans' interest. and it's coming at about a 75 to 80 percent clip. Trade him, get the assets, and let's move forward with Jordan Love, which that has never been the case in any of the past pre uh, you know off seasons. So it's really been a big sea change. but again, as you know when Wilde and I are discussing this, I say, well, it's really easy. To say and feel that way when it's February and March and April and there's no games, it's a whole other story when you get to middle of September and you're starting to play football games that count. Then all of a sudden, everybody kind of focuses more on just the on-field production, not all of the drama and all the other things that I think, quite frankly, I think the vast majority of the Packer fan base is sick and tired of.
2: And see, I'm glad you brought up Jordan Love because – how much more confidence do the Packers have in Jordan Love this year versus last offseason?
0: A ton. I, I really believe that had they felt this good a year ago or two years ago, I think they would have been you know, more likely maybe not to even give Aaron that contract extension. I don't know that. But the, the, I guess the advancement and the progress that Jordan Love showed in the offseason, the preseason last year, and then in the limited amount of game time that he was able to play – I think everybody, fans and the administration up in Green Bay feel a lot better and are kind of excited to see where Jordan Love is and if what Matt LaFleur's offense will look like with Jordan Love running it. I think that's a big reason why we saw some of that shift in kind of personal, the approval ratings or who wants Aaron Rodgers gone from the fan base side. I think if Jordan Love was still struggling and didn't show any of that progress I don't think those numbers would have moved, but there is now a, a larger contingent of Packer fans, again, it is February, that feel like, let's trade Aaron, get the assets, and build around Jordan Love to see if we have the guy. And if we don't, there's a lot of quarterbacks moving forward, then you can kind of reset. If you go another year, what happens to Jordan Love? Is he going to ask to be traded? There's all of those other questions that come in, and that's why this whole situation has been so fascinating to watch unfold.
1: That's part of the complication. We're talking to Mark Tauscher, co-host of Wildy and Tauscher on ESPN Wisconsin. on Fitz and Harry, Jason Fitz Harry Douglas. Part of the complication here: if I'm Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers comes out of the darkness and decides he wants back right now, what am I doing? What am I? What's next for me?
0: It, it's a great question, and I think uh, you know Jordan Love is not in a position of I don't know what his value is to other teams. I don't know if someone values him enough that they'd give Green Bay a first round pick. But at some point, it's great to learn. It's great to sit and have three years of studying Aaron Rodgers and going through quarterback camps and everything else. But you need to get out and play. And if you're in Jordan Love's camp, I don't think you're sitting there just saying, "Oh, great, Aaron, you're back. I'm going to back you up another year." You want to get out there and prove to your, prove to everybody else and to you know yourself that you're an NFL uh, caliber quarterback. And he's pro- he's shown some nice things, especially last season that. I I, I don't know how much leverage he has and how he could kind of force the issue because he's under contract and they can put a fifth-year option on him if they want uh, around May, but I would think every player wants to play. Quarterbacks that are drafted in the first round, they don't want to sit four years. Aaron Rodgers was going into his fourth year when Brett Favre retired. Then when Brett came back, I think that was the situation. Had Brett come back and Green Bay given him the starting job, I feel fairly confident Aaron Rodgers would have said, I need to go play. You need to trade me. That's another thing that Brian Gutekunst has to look at and say, if you really believe and like Jordan Love and want to see him continue to progress – do you stifle him another year? Do you trade him? How unhappy is he gonna be? There's just a myriad of questions that come with that.
1: Uh, well, the the good news is that when the Bucks win it all, it'll be at least at least a momentary distraction from all of this chaos that you're dealing with in, in Wisconsin. That's all I can home for you, Tosh, is that a Bucks championship distracts everybody from Aaron Rodgers for two seconds. I can't, uh, can't...
0: it will be, but it'll be a very small two seconds. But <laughs> yeah, with Giannis, hopefully his his wrist is good and everything else. We have the Bucks, and that's important too.
1: Well, I've already, uh, I've already obviously been psychic and correct about Aaron Rodgers, so I feel like this is going to be my second psychic correct uh, prediction: the Bucks win it all. Uh, <laughs> check out Wilde and Towshon on ESPN Radio. Mark Towshon, as always, we appreciate your expertise, my friend. Thanks for hanging it, out with us. You got
0: to fit. I'm a little surprised you're not pushing for this Raiders trade a little bit more. I you don't being want the big Raiders, I, I, I he doesn't want him. him. I don't he want, him. want him. I don't want him. Wow. I, uh,
1: yeah, what's what? But what, yeah, all right, you give us Aaron Rodgers for a year. What's that going to make us? The third best team in the AFC West for? one year, then I'm going to have to sit here and wait a year from now for him to come out of the darkness from four days to decide he doesn't want to be in the black hole anymore. I don't need that in my life. I need a real
0: long term. I'm done with
1: one night stands. I need I need a real commitment from somebody, Tausch.
0: Look at you growing up, man. What a world we live in. You're growing up to this degree. Now I have to retake all my Rodgers takes and take a look. Do we want Aaron Rodgers? And I'm going to speak for myself. Absolutely we do. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) fair.
1: That's probably fair. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, I, I would say I'm growing up, but I think we all know by the alcohol consumption that will come Sunday when I'm crying myself through the misery of Raiders games, that's not happening. Coming up, another NFC team is being told what to do with their franchise quarterback by a star player. It's not even subtle. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80.
2: Major, major question marks on this team going forward. And I would try to sign as long of
1: a deal as he'll agree to because of his age, his character. Get it done ASAP.
2: Shane Hurst deserves at least 200 million hours.
0: Fitz and Harry, The podcast.
3: Jalen Hurts deserves at least 200 million dollars.
0: His leadership abilities as a young man are off the charts. I would try sign as long of a deal as he'll agree to because of his age, his character. Get it done ASAP. He got farther than Deshaun Watson has ever gone. He's gotten farther than Lamar Jackson has
2: ever gotten, plus the improvement, plus the leadership.
1: I would love to escort Jeffrey
2: Lurie to the bank for the brings <laughs> truck that they're gonna pay this young man. <laughs>
1: There's no doubt that Jalen Hurts is about to get paid. We all know that. We've been talking about that. But if you think that's just conjecture for all of us sitting in front of a microphone, one of the biggest stars of the Philadelphia Eagles agrees with us completely. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM, Channel 80. And your smart speakers just say, hey, play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Fitz and Harry's presented by No, Evan just got my ear. So want to finish the read? No, I was getting to it. This is I'm crafting something here, heaven. Golly, Evan. You're going to hear from Evan in just a second. <laughs> 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 oh, Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as 6. That's right, 6. Only 6. What if I told you you could do it in 6 minutes at progressivecommercial.com. All right. Harry. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're on one today. And we're going to peek behind the 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 the, wall, the curtain here a little bit. We're going to break down the fourth wall as the kids say. Yesterday, there was some quotes bantered about by one AJ Brown. Superstar wide receiver. Of the Philadelphia Eagles. We can agree, Harry. Superstar, right? Superstar? Yeah. All right. So when A.J. Brown speaks, we all listen, right? Of course. Okay. So A.J. Brown was on the Raw Room podcast. Shout out to my
2: boy Darren Bates. Played with him in Tennessee. One of the realest in. it's uh, straight dog. Wait, Go ahead, Fitz.
1: Darren Bates, a uh, heck of a special teams player for the Raiders. Where's my Darren Bates Raiders jersey for the wall? Like, uh, all these Raiders connects you've gotten me, like, uh, you've got, and none of them has gotten me a free jersey for my wall. Like, uh, you know, I got a That hold was up.
2: Darren Bates in his podcast. Shout out from me. Finish Fitz. <sighs>
1: I get nothing out of this. All right. So, you know, we're walking out yesterday, and Evan says, Did you see A.J. Brown's comments? And we're like, no, what did A.J. Brown say? But rather than listen to it, we decided we'd do something different here. We would just have Evan do an interpretive reading in the voice of Evan Wilner of exactly what A.J. Brown said. Now, I want you to understand, these are exactly A.J. Brown's words. It's just coming from one Evan Wilner. Yes, sir?
2: So let me ask this. So it's not going to be an A.J. Brown's voice. Or Evan trying to pretend to be A.J. Brown? No. This is, this is just Evan's voice. This okay, is okay. how
1: Evan read it to Devin and I yesterday as he was reading the quote, not realizing he sounded well like Evan. Evan, would you like, this is A.J. Brown in the style oh. of Evan Wilner?
3: Yeah, so he said, you got to pay bro. I love Philly. What I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he's finna go. So you talk about pressure, how we get it done.
1: You know what? In the last twenty-four hours, you've gotten so much better at finna. Like when yeah, <laughs> well, he said it yesterday, he's like finna. Wherever.
3: And That's a word that we
2: use down south a lot. We, we don't say we're about to go. We're fixing to go. We say we
0: finna go.
1: Yeah. See, it's it's a southernism, a colloquialism that uh, went from fixing to to finna. And I, I I don't know when that happened. Fitz,
0: can you can you read it how we heard it yesterday? You
1: gotta pay, bro. I love Philly. What I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. You just, just shit me off wherever he's finna go. So you talk about pressure, how he get it done. I think that's a perfect Evan. <laughs> Sound exactly like it. <laughs> I mean, was that, Evan? Was that spot on? Oh, we, we feel good about that one? I, I don't know. Evan, Evan seems mad.
3: I, okay, Evan, you know, it's fun. You. No, you, you brought this up. I got to just, just take us off the rails a little bit. Uh, you said it used to be fixing, now it's finna. I always thought like finna go. Was because like <laughs> I can't even get it out. Please of it. Go on. Yes, I thought it was because like sometimes like in the iPhone, gonna autocorrects to finna, and so I just thought it became cultural that like gonna oh, my phone when I first got my iPhone. What the hell
1: are you typing the gonna?
3: Type, what talking, that's what he's saying here. Just ship me off wherever he's gonna go. But he said finna. So I always thought that, like, when I saw finna in text, either a somebody had a typo, or b that just became part of the culture because it was like an autocorrect all the time. Oh, and on, so wait, on, you on. type gonna and it autocorrects no, 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 no. to finna. When I first got my phone, it did.
0: It doesn't automatically. it it only will go to something that you've used before. Right, I just typed gunna in
1: my my text. Evan, are you using finna? And it didn't change finna? I just typed finna in my text F-I-N-N-A. And it changed it to Gunna. I think Evan's been using Finna for Evan, a while now. Evan, what you doing down south? Evan, what you doing
2: down south? I'm telling your wife. You, you ain't supposed to be down here like that. I'm I, telling.
1: I mean, I'm just shooketh by, like, now all I can imagine is there's a group text thread that none of us know about with Evan that is full of Finna's. And that, like, just, that that weirds me out a little bit. Not I, only
2: that, I want to know who else is in that group chat, Evan. Finna, John, Bull, all of them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, not, not, so... Evan used to be with, with KJM, mm-hmm. so you know you have a ton of different people. You have J Will, you have Keyshawn, you have Yates. A
1: lot of the people you're mentioning, just <laughs> hit on
0: Alan Yates.
1: You also have Pat. Uh, you also have Max. Like I don't know why you're only listing some people, Harry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, the guys I listed were black. <laughs> <laughs> our 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 good buddy Cliff uh, always used John from Philly, and I think I, like that he's now suspending me from ever using it because if you if you're my age and you watch the Smurfs, like they replaced any word with Smurfs, so they'd be like, oh, that's so Smurfy. I think that's what John is for Philly, like so. I'm like that that John is so Johnny. It just makes me want a John because but we uh, but we know we eh. know Pat
2: Costello and Steele at the time, and also Max. They're not gonna write in no message saying finna.
1: Yeah, well, I mean. I feel like if I write Finna to anybody for any reason, any time, they're going to respond to me and be like, that's not allowed. You're finna but get the crazy fired. thing
2: about it is that like, when I write emails, especially like working here at ESPN now, I have to go back to my classroom days when I'm writing emails so I'm not writing emails the way I'm texting on my phone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine... Uh, the the just the group thread when Evan just, just drops that in, like uh, the Fitz and Harry group thread when he just drops it in. There is an actual point. By the way, this is what it sounded like from A.J. Brown. Much different than the way it sounded from Evan. This is what A.J. Brown said.
2: Listen, this I love Philly. And I'm about what I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he, <laughs> finna, go. It's always, wherever he telling, finna go. I'm, I'm telling you. I just deal me <laughs> with you. <laughs> listen, so you talk about pressure, how we get it done.
1: I mean, that. by the way, A.J. Brown sounds much cooler than any of the rest of us not named Harry Douglas says on that. Just, 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 just No coincidence to that. He just sounds cooler than any of the rest of it. That being said, there's a very substantial point to what he just said and what it means for Philly this season. We will tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
3: This is Fitz and Harry. You know, we've got two great producers on the
1: show, and I like to make your mom jokes to Devin whenever possible. Tell the world what you say every time I make your mom joke. Oh, come on! Rob Linke sat down at his desk. He poured himself a nice glass of whiskey. He's taking a sip, and he's saying, man, I did the impossible today. And then all of a sudden, Devin, what did he say a few hours later? Oh, come on! See? <laughs> I'm
3: telling you!
1: Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Of course, Evan and Devin do do great work behind the scenes. Shout out to Devin's mom, Eileen. She's a saint, and I'm sorry that I make your mom jokes. All right. So, now that uh, I've gotten that off my uh, off my chest, now that means we're good, right? Every, everybody's fine. Uh we we were telling you earlier AJ Brown's statements. Now, as much as we laughed about Evans' interpretive reading of AJ Brown's statements, I want you to hear again what AJ Brown said about the Eagles paying Jalen Hurts because this is significant.
2: Listen, this I love Philly. And I'm about what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. It's over. finna go. I'm, I'm telling Package deal me with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, so you talk about pressure, Howie get it done. AJ Brown though, not mincing words to Howie Roseman, the GM, of the Eagles. And Harry, I think that does speak to the fact that the locker room knows the situation. They all know the opportunity they're in. And the one thing you don't want to do, I don't care what you, what position you play in that team, you don't want to spend the next year answering stupid questions about Jalen Hurts on a very simple situation. You got the arguably the best quarterback in the NFC right now. You go pay the man.
2: And that's, I think, another thing that a lot of people need to take um, into consideration, Fitz, is that when you look at the AFC and how many of those young, phenomenal guys that you have over there on one side, and then you look over here in the NFC and you basically have, you know, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to throw Dak Prescott in there, right? Those are the three guys that you have to really work with. And if you want to throw Kirk Cousins in there, too, then so be it. But it is what it is. You have to pay Jalen Hurts that money because so many people that are now on that that team and within that organization, they're counting on Jalen Hurts. They understand his play on the football field and how meaningful it was to them having success and having a Super Bowl appearance. Part of the main reason why A.J. Brown is there with the Eagles right now is because of Jalen Hurts and their relationship.
1: It really hits me hearing you say that. Thinking about how many people are... It's a mindset, right? Like, how many people are preparing for a specific version of the Eagles this year with Jalen Hurts, right? A.J. Brown is not somebody that's going to mince his words, and he hasn't in the process of leaving Tennessee. He's uh, On that podcast, he was pretty vocal about where that went wrong. He shared screenshots of text with Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Titans, uh, more transparent than we're used to seeing most players come out of a negotiation, right? But A.J. Brown historically is not someone that's not going to say what's on his mind. When he's making this joke, go pay the man, he's also giving a very serious go pay the man because everybody's preparing for a particular version of the Eagles. And it feels like when, at at this point, I can't say this loud enough. I I don't care about how much quarterback's being paid. If you want a chance to win a Super Bowl, it doesn't have to do with what you're paying your quarterback. We'll dive into those numbers over the course of the offseason. The one thing you got to have is a quarterback right? I'm not talking about rookie deal. I'm not talking about non-rookie deal. You've got to have a quarterback. And if you're the Eagles, you have one. And I think everybody knows this is really simple. You've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, probably the best young quarterback in your conference, and that guy's going to give you a shot for the next five years. So right now, everybody in in Philly can just be coming up singing, you know, Kumbaya, and everybody's happy because you know that the answer to the question is already there. You've got a cheat code, and that cheat code is J. Jalen Hurts like AJ Brown knows what it's like to play on a team that doesn't have Jalen Hurts. Like he has perspective to that.
2: (laughs) Yes, he does. But also I think what can't be ignored is the simple fact that you have veteran guys on that offensive line and Lane Johnson, right? And also Jason Kelsey, who on numerous occasions have expressed how much they love Jalen Hurts and what he means to their football team, I don't think you cannot pay Jalen Hurts. You also think about a guy, Devontae Smith, who not only is very close to him in the National Football League, but played with him at Alabama. So you have a relationship there. You have a relationship with A.J. Brown. You have the relationship with Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts has the relationship with guys on the defensive side of the ball. Not to mention... He is the leader of your football team. So uh, everything I just named right there are reasons why you pay Jalen Hurts the money that he's deserved and actually the money he asked for.
1: Well, and it speaks to something that you have so much experience with, but, like, not every quarterback wins the whole room, right? Like, not every quarterback – Just ask
2: Carson Wentz, a guy that just got shipped away from that same organization.
1: It's not as simple as people – like. I, I say this a lot in life, but read the room is a really difficult skill for a lot of people. Like, how do you walk into the room, maintain yourself, still be true to who you are, but at the same time also understand the vibe and understand everybody's energy and how to get the most out of it? And it's something that you know I, I I'm not sure everybody has a ton of. It's something that. Uh, I think the guys that have it have a different level of it factor. And when you've got a certain quarterback that can walk into the locker room and the whole locker room gravitates to him, they get him. Like They feel like he gets them. Not every guy's got that. Not every guy has that sort of connection with an entire locker room. And it feels like right now, I can't say entire, but it feels like right now the Eagles have the pulse of Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts has the pulse of the Eagles. That's a rare special moment. That front office-wise, you don't want to screw up. Yeah, and.
2: Culture is everything to me, and when your quarterback and your leader is at the forefront of that culture, then you have to do the right thing. And I'll tell you why culture matters, and and I'm going to give you a situation that, that I experienced with the Atlanta Falcons. We brought a guy in at the wide receiver position named Dickie Lyons, right? I'll never forget him. He was such a cancer, and he wasn't even there 24 hours. Our wide receiver coach got up out of the meeting and went upstairs to the GM and the team president and the owner and told them they got to get this guy out the room. He wasn't even there 24 hours, Fitz. Wow. So that lets you know about culture. And people aren't going to let things be disrupted when it comes to it as well.
1: And when you talk about the special moment you're in and the bond that's growing between these receivers and their quarterback, and you talk about where the Eagles are, we've spent so much time looking at the quarterback position in the AFC, how stacked it is, how difficult it is. It feels like the Eagles are at the very beginning of even though they have 20 free agents and a lot of decisions to make. They're at the beginning of what could be a special era at least offensively. And so this becomes a time I would think that you're looking at and saying, "Let's make the simple things simple knowing that the hard things are going to be hard." When you get to the 20 guys that you got to make free agent decisions on, when you get to difficult payment decisions, that's going to be hard. You 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 have to put a lot of focus into that. This isn't hard. You know, when A.J. Nope. Brown comes out and Not makes enough. this joke about paying Jalen Hurts, there, there's a root of truth in this this sarcasm. Like, I get it done. If you don't get it done, you might as well ship me out. There are going to be players in that locker room that will look around with the Eagles if they don't pay Jalen Hurts or if there's an issue with this that are going to feel some kind of way about that. Why do you, in, in a world where it's hard to get everybody together, why create that divide if you don't have to?
2: Well, especially, and you look at a guy in A.J. Brown who. A lot of people thought he was frustrated during the game or whatnot. Listen, I, I was cool with, it, cool with him, and I, I knew he didn't have any issues because I know how close him and Jalen Hurts are, right? And those guys are so close to the point to where he was joking when he said, hey, if we ain't going to keep Jalen Hurts, then you can shit me off. But he, he be, he's dead ass serious, Fitz, because no receiver wants to go through and have the mindset, okay, who is our next quarterback? And is this guy gonna be able to get us the football? Especially like the one
1: we just let go did. Especially when it impacts so much of your life, your legacy, yes. your money, your contracts, your production, your perception. Like there are so many things that that rely on that person behind center. Simply not sucking. Like that that's it's just one of those things and you you have to have an answer. And I understand if you're in a situation where you don't have an answer at all, then you know that about your organization. If you're in a situation where you have an answer but you feel like they're doing your guy dirty, that's a totally different situation. So culture
2: is everything and when you have a team that just that that that's actually coming off a Super Bowl appearance and your quarterback is at the forefront of your culture and and at the forefront of being the leader of that team, you do not by any means let that guy walk out the door.
1: So what if I told you that the reason the Eagles should pay Jalen Hurts is the exact same reason why Aaron Rodgers should just go back to Green Bay? We'll explain it to you next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
0: One, two, three. 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 Three is a magic move. It is not as easy as everybody thinks. You just snap your fingers. You're going to be a June 1 post designation if you trade him. Where is he going to actually want to go? Because Green Bay you know, conceded all of the power in this relationship to him. And as a former player, nobody gets that. He will determine what ends up happening. So if indeed he thinks that Green Bay is the best opportunity to win, and he wants to play. I think Green Bay is going to be, welcome him back with open arms as long as he's fully bought in. Three hours later.
1: You know, when you look at the landscape for Aaron Rodgers, part of what you need to keep in mind are what his goals are. Are his goals to come back and play, or are his goals back to come back and win championships? Because if the goals are to win championships, I'm not sure there's a better spot for Aaron Rodgers right now than where he's already been. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, you can help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. All you got to do is visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Harry, I, I understand that we've decided as a popular culture that if you put Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets, that they're suddenly going to be this epic football contender. The one thing I would say to that is, as we've broken down quarterbacks all week and, and really will continue to all month, when you look at the quarterback landscape in the NFL, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers today. I think you and I would agree that today, for one game, Joe Burrow last year played better than Aaron Rodgers did today, or does right now, you can look across the landscape in the AFC when you're competing with the uh, Mahomes, Joe, uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. You go up and down the list. Uh, if, if there's any drop-off at all for Aaron Rodgers, he might be the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the AFC. We just talked about the fact that the Eagles need to pay Jalen Hurts right now because he's clearly the best quarterback in the NFC that we know is going to be there. There's a much clearer path to success in Super Bowls in the NFC when you're taking on the Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy's of the world there, than there is you know, when you're taking on the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's of the world.
2: And I would say this. In the past, I have also said, Fitz, that you know, athletes don't think like that, especially when you're highly competitive like Aaron Rodgers. But some things have changed since then. You just named the quarterbacks in the AFC – and they're probably, what, I would say five, six deep, right? Yep. You look in the NFC, and we talk about quarterbacks that played at the upper echelon level this past season. How many of them can you name in the NFC?
1: I mean, there's, there's really not that many. Like uh, that, that was... play,
2: that, that, but Now, they played at an upper echelon MVP level this past season.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen, one. There's one. In the, in the NFC. Yeah, in the end, oh sorry, Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts. Sorry, uh, Josh Allen J- in the break. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. There's one. He, he's the
2: only one you can name right now in the NFC that played at an upper echelon level MVP type caliber quarterback. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, it's also something that you might have to consider, especially now because you have so many of those young phenoms in the AFC. And now if you're dealing with one or two, maybe three, then, then so be it. You know what? I'm taking my chances. When you got to deal with five, six, or seven of them, you better stay your tail right on over here in this NFC where, where, where you got a better chance to do things with the Green Bay Packers.
1: I mean, last year, Derek Carr, at best, was going to be the third-best quarterback in the AFC West. Next year, in the right situation, he could be the third-best quarterback in the NFC overall. Like, that that shows you the shift – From one conference to the other, when you start talking about quarterback productivity straight out of the gates. And for all these guys, it's not even about, like, to your point, I don't know that an athlete, certainly you just made it clear, an athlete's not sitting there saying, well, I don't want to compete against this guy or this guy or this guy. No, they would never say that. But you will look at it and say, where can I win? Where today can I go go win? And that's a different, that's a a slight twist to the same statement. And you got to believe that you have a better shot at winning right now in the NFC, it's just more wide open.
2: Well, I would say this, the best team I think that he can, you know, go towards and win a Super Bowl with is the Jets. Now, the thing is, is, you have a lot of other teams in the AFC, right? And we also have to remember Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers-led football team, the previous, what, four or five years? They were expected at some point within those years to make it to a Super Bowl. They still didn't make it, not once, So you also have to consider that and take that into consideration.
1: The quarterback situation is so good in the AFC that, as I continue to say, there's going to be great quarterbacks that simply don't get a Super Bowl, and then 10 years from now they'll say, well, they never won a Super Bowl, without giving you the context of, because they were taking on this guy, this guy, and this guy that turned out to be Hall Ask of Fame. Ask Charles
2: Barkley. That's why he doesn't have a ring right now in right. the NBA. And Michael, A guy named
1: Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I've never heard of him. Is he any good? Michael Jeffrey Jordan? <laughs> Not like, uh, you mean the guy that just randomly took off a season to go play baseball? I'm right back to that. I'm right back to the, took off a whole season. He didn't take off any games in the regular season because every once in a while he just took a whole year off to rest himself. I'm just. Don't take it there. Up. Don't take it there. I'm just me. firing people up. Can I ask one more? Like I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm just looking at Devin again. And today's dress for success Wednesday. If you're listening to on, to us on the radio. Today's dress for success Wednesday. I'm in a three piece. Harry Douglas looks good in everything that he ever wears. Like you have to up your suit game if you know you're going to be in the same block, city block as Harry Douglas. Like you're going to Taylor, you're getting different colors because like you know that Harry Douglas is going to look better. Like you you wore three piece and Harry Douglas still stole your girl. Like he looks that good everywhere he goes. Evan, you know Evan's got the sweater on. It's 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 significant. Dress for success Wednesday. I I I saw Devin as I was going to tinkle. You know during the commercial I go. To a tinkle. I see Devin Pause. walking in. And I feel like Devin's dress for success is like, I'm hoping I can get a girl to dance with me in the 10th grade dance. This was my dress-up outfit. What are we doing, Devin? Like <laughs> I hope.
0: Is it a competition now? Or what, what, what are we doing?
1: Well, you're competing against yourself and everything that you do in life. I I, I, look standard, good. I feel good.
0: I, I'm feeling great.
1: Um,
3: I had the same reaction when I first walked into what Devin was wearing. And then he showed me the shoes. And the shoe game today is actually on point. And I would say, like, he normally wears sneakers or, or doesn't really, the shoe game isn't really up to par. What? Today, the shoe, shoe game's always there, Today, baby. the shoe game for Devin is up to par. And I would say, like, his shoe game is dressing for success. Thank you, So, Evan, Evan can
2: we do this? So, Evan, can we do this? We need a full picture of, of Devin, his shoes, his outfit for dress for success. Okay. We're going to post it. On our social media, and then we're and gonna just a, yes no the just a yes
1: or no poll. Just a yes
2: or no poll. Approve of his dress for success uh, outfit. I like that. Did,
3: did I will, Devin
1: dress for success? Yeah.
3: I will fully stand up, and I'll get a great shot of Devin's shoes. That's great. Okay, That's perfect. One. Yeah.
2: No, uh,
1: his entire outfit.
2: Yeah. Everything. The problem is well, when you're, you're just your shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah we I'm need your stool. entire
1: outfit as well, Harry. We're gonna need a we're gonna need a three foot step stool for Evan to be able to get all of Devin. Yeah, in if a, you
3: want the shoes, I'll just stand up. By the way, if
0: Harry
1: does it with Devin. Relax yourself, okay?
3: I mean, yeah,
0: let's, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. be very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, Harry? What's wrong?
2: What, what's wrong? Anything you want to tell them? All players don't get treated the same, uh, yeah. Devin, all right? I mean, the
1: funny thing is, <laughs> Harry could give you the full-body outfit from top to bottom, and uh, he'd still get all the yes clicks on did he dress for success. You know, I'm. I, that's all I'm saying. Uh, one thing I can be sure of, Candy and Carlin going to be successful. Keep hanging out with them. Thanks for hanging out with us. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.